This is Michael Jackson's Thriller Album, Stories in the Room. Join film composer Anthony Marinelli, who programmed synthesizers for seven songs on Thriller, and A&R veteran film producer Stephen Ray, who assisted Quincy Jones and was in the studio every day with Quincy and Michael. Michael Jackson's Thriller Album, Stories in the Room. I'm Anthony Marinelli with my longtime close friend and co-host, Stephen Ray, bringing you the real stories directly from the talented people in the room with us during the making of Thriller, the greatest selling album of all time. We're so happy to be with a very special and beautiful person, the most talented dancer and choreographer with an unforgettable charisma that we witnessed while she danced directly next to Michael Jackson in the iconic Thriller and Smooth Criminal videos. We hope you enjoy this rare interview with the illustrious Lorraine Fields. In this episode, Lorraine shares with us how she got started as a dancer at the young age of four and how the music itself was her first inspiration. When did you start dancing and where? Oh, wow. You know, I was told this story long after my parents passed, maybe, but um, my I have a god sister. My mother was the godmother of Carol Ann James, and she used to take me to see her perform. She said, but you used to get up in the aisle at three years old and just start dancing on your own. And so then she put me in dance school. So I started dancing at four. I went in the year after. Wow. Yeah. With Mabel Hart, the Mabel Hart Dance Studio in Harlem. In Harlem, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Lots of history there. Had you seen dancers that maybe want, made you want to do it or influenced you? Oh, no. I, you know, I, I was influenced by everyone that was on the stage and the music. I think I was more connected to the music, how it inspired me. I grew up around music because my uncle was a famous jazz musician, Andy Kirk. And my father thought he wanted to be a jazz musician and play nothing but jazz. So I had been listening and had been bred on jazz music since I was a baby. So music was, you know, my mistress, so to speak, or my, what, my lover (laughs) at a young age. Yeah, we can relate. Well, and then... Did you fall into jazz then first, that, like dancing to, to jazz music? Yeah, right? I did. I, I didn't even like pop. I didn't even listen to it. And um, I grew up on Dakota Staten and Fats Domino and uh, Sarah Vaughn and Count Basie and all of those people. And uh, mu- that music really inspired me. So when I went to dancing school, I mean, you know, it was popular type music. It was ballet music. It was, I don't know, Ain't She Sweet. You know, I sang Ain't She Sweet and I had little specialties. I had a little tap box that my father made for me that I used to dance on and at different events that I hated doing. I hated dancing in front of people. Right. I was just going to, I was just thinking, what what other style of dance did you study when you were, when you first started? I studied tap I studied ballet, I studied modern, and then when I got older, I studied jazz, like when I got into high school. And then I studied modern dance at High School of Performing Arts. And then in High School of Performing Arts, I also studied flamingo and East Indian dancing and um, ballet. So I had a kind of a broad spectrum of dance, but what was on TV at that time with all of those 
type Busby Berkeley type musicals, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I loved that whole style of, you know, the 30s, 40s, 50s dancing. I grew up on that. Um, so I, you know, I just loved dancing as a kid. That was my outlet. Well, that style too combined a lot of things. Combined jazz and some ballet and f- like the Busby Berkeley stuff was an amalgamation, I think, yes. of dance and tap. Yeah. They'd break into, yeah, mm-hmm. one thing would flow into another. It was almost yes. sacrilegious in, in yes. a way. Yes, yes. It, it was, it was um, I remember being in my room and just being glued to the television and watching all of these different styles of dancing. And it was just, you know, back then they did, just so many different characters, right? You did stuff, you know, down the street. You did, you know, it, it was um, the um, Harold and you know, the Nicholas Brothers. Oh, the Nicholas Brothers, yeah. You know, you used to see that kind of dancing and that kind of tapping. Of course, you know, uh, Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly were the ultimate at that time. Juliet Prowse, right. you know, or right. uh, really said Cherise those types of people, those are the, the standout people that I really watched, you know, as a dancer. Yeah. Did you meet Sammy Davis back then in New York? You know, he came through Harlem. He uh, paraded through Harlem and everyone, you know, gathered around him. And it was like a little Pipe Piper kind of situation. And so to work with him, you know, uh, like my second job out of high school, I worked with Sammy Davis and Golden Boy. And uh, it was opening... It, it opened two blocks away from high school of performing arts. And I knew some of the people, my teacher, Lester Wilson, was in it. Right. And Jaime Rogers. Right. And I was studying with them, right? And so um, it, it opened while I was still in high school. And when I got out of high school, I was able to audition and get into the road company and went to Chicago and London at a very interesting time because um, Martin Luther King had been shot you know, right before we were supposed to open and our opening was delayed two weeks because Chicago was on fire. And then two days after we arrived in London to um, uh, open the show there, Robert Kennedy was assassinated. So 1968. Wow. Yes. Wow. It was a pivotal time. And when we left the, you know, the U.S., there weren't that many black people on TV. Yeah. Right. So we were over there for six months, came back and the mod squad was on and just all the I was like, what happened? You know, so everything shifted. There was a big shift in television. And then which was great because it was an opening for me now to be able to go to Hollywood and to get on a TV show. They were looking yeah. for some women because Diane Carroll. Right. Yes. Diane Carroll. Yeah. I forget the other t- television shows that were on, but. Just everything was opening up. So that brought you to L.A. That's what inspired you to come this way. Yeah. 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 Well, the weather. Really? (laughs) The weather. New York was always so cold. And we, when I did Golden Boy, after I did Golden Boy with Sammy, then um, we did his nightclub act. And we traveled back around the United States. We came to Los Angeles and I fell in love with the palm trees and the heat. And I was like, came back to New York City. There was a blizzard. I'm I'm getting out. I'm getting out. So Michelle, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and my best friend, Michelle and I, her father worked for the airlines and you couldn't hardly get out of New York City. But her father got us on a plane. Oh, that's great. And we got out. We had $600 to our name 
came to L.A., stayed with our friend Jerry Grimes in, a, in an apartment about the size of the studio, <laughs> the three of us. And um, he really, you know, supported us and helped us get started. And then Sammy helped me get on, I think it was the Hollywood Palace show. He said, I'll, if you come to L.A., I'll, oh, I'll he help you. you. He did. Yes. That's pretty great. Yes. He was, it was so awesome. Yeah, I was just so surprised. Yeah, so uh, anyway, so then the rest was history, and I kept working after that. I'm so thrilled. Join us for the next episode of Michael Jackson's Thriller Album, Stories in the Room, with your hosts, Anthony Marinelli and Stephen Ray. Watch our extended interviews on youtube.com forward slash at stories in the room. Audio only interviews are available on all podcast networks. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at stories in the room. For the latest news and links, visit the website storiesintheroom.com. This podcast is produced by Christian D. Brune and David Wolf, recorded by Audavita Studios. Additional recording by Ben Rackless. Edited by Jay Spang and Sean Hedinger. Music by Anthony Marinelli and Stephen Ray. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.